quite difficult for some people to say no. For example, even though your agenda is blocked in the morning so you can take the kids to school, someone still sends a call invite because this is the best time that fits most of the people. And so I accept. What do you do, Koos? Yeah, uh, I understand the difficulty here. If you want to bring the kids to school or if you uh, want to do other things, uh, having breakfast with them, that is equally or maybe even more important. So um, I, I, I want to invite you to say no more. I'll take it. I think we need to discuss uh, as a company, how do we give ourselves permission to say no? I agree. In the context of International Women's Day, we at KPMG pay extra attention to the role of women in an inclusive organization. In this podcast series, leaders from KPMG talk to each other about the power of inclusive teams and the perspective they have on it. Welcome to this new episode and thanks for listening. My name is Rally Genova, Manager of Digital Enablement, and I'm joined today by my colleague Coase Vouchers, who is the Head of Cybersecurity and also the HR Partner of the Technology Suite. To add to this already impressive list of titles, Coase is also the sponsor of the Mentoring in Technology program, which I co-founded together with my colleague Marike van der Werf. Together we will talk about work and family, what is diversity and the female mentoring program. Hey Rali, let's first talk about a very recognizable situation. Um, we both have a career. Well, that career keeps us busy, of course, uh, but we both also have uh, a family to take care of. Uh, my children are uh, 10 and 12, and yours are a bit younger. Do you have an idea, have the idea sometimes you need to choose between work and, uh, and uh, life or well, your family? Yeah, totally recognizable. Um I have to make that choice now more than ever since we went into lockdown uh, because the laptop is so close and work is just one room away. Um, And I find myself lately choosing work over family because it seems like it's the most urgent thing to do. So I'm having a lot of difficulty separating the two and I have to be conscious about, okay, do I really need to do this now? Can it wait? Maybe I need to put the kid to bed. And I feel like we need to discuss this and, and figure out why are we always so concerned about the client and how do we let our families come first? For me, that's a really big uh, question at the moment. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I understand. Uh, I think I, I, uh, I have the same um, difficulty yeah, as well. And I even think it's more difficult currently than it was before when I was just uh, at the office, because also the family expects me to be at dinner yeah, because I'm also very close. And of course, before it was also difficult yeah, because then you were thinking about, yeah, shall I drive home now or shall I drive home later? And what about the yeah. kids and taking them uh, from school or etc. So, well, the difficulty is it was always there, but I agree with you that it is, uh, it's much dif- more difficult now. And yeah. I also agree with you that we should talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Because I, I see in my calendar as well eh, that people think that, uh, that 7 o'clock starting something or 7.30 or 8 o'clock is also fine. Definitely. And, and also stopping uh, at 8 or uh, 8.30 in the evening is also mm-hmm. fine. Eh? So it, it becomes more and more of a problem, I would say. Now, I've been thinking about this for a while now, and I, I, I like what you said. We have to talk about this. We need to give ourselves permission uh, to set boundaries because before we had the boundaries of leaving the office and turning off. Now we don't. 
And some people think, hey, client is always first. Uh, I feel obligated, while in fact we're not. But we need to make it explicit. We need to uh, we need to talk about it. And also, uh, before we we also had much more social interaction with colleagues and yeah. uh, and also more more of these things in between. Uh, while now our our agenda is quite efficient, yeah, with all the meetings all sequentially in the in the in the calendar. So I think there there is room for a little bit more uh, relaxation in uh, in the calendar. I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's something I, I think I uh, I also want to uh, emphasize uh, to the technology team, but also broader to to KPMG. I would say. Yeah, and I and I'm wondering whether or not there are differences and best practices for people who are very good at keeping boundaries, and why are they so good at it, and for people who can't and have to choose between family and work. I still feel that saying no uh, is a little bit of a taboo. Yeah, and I, I think uh, uh, it, it depends, of course, a lot on uh, the specific, well, specific people that that you work with. Um, but but uh, it's maybe also a little bit easier for me to talk about this and say, uh, well, no, well, you can say no, of course, because being uh, a partner within KPMG uh, that that also helps a little bit in saying, well, if we want a meeting to happen, then uh, and I should yeah. be in there, then the meeting uh, should be scheduled around my calendar. Yeah, and you but, have a secretary to help uh, yeah. guard your calendar. Yeah, so so that is uh, well, I wouldn't say it's easy, but still, it is it is a lot easier than mm-hmm. uh, compared to being uh, maybe a consultant yeah. or a senior consultant uh, within the company. So I, I completely agree with you that that this is still a kind of a taboo uh, with um, especially on certain levels to mm-hmm. say no to, to, to yeah. meetings. But especially when it concerns uh, also taking care of kids or doing other, also kind of uh, well, a lot mm-hmm. of other things, yeah, it, I think it is good to have a conversation within the team on uh, well, what times uh, well, suit people in the end right. and, uh, and, and how they can be uh, most effective. Yeah, because I also wouldn't want uh, people in my team to join a meeting where they uh, need to keep their kids quiet in the background. Eh? So yeah. that's, that's not something that, that we should want as a company, I would say. I've always been an advocate for having more women in technology, and uh, I know you are too. But as we just discussed, family and career don't always mix. So it's clear it's just not a matter of saying we hired this amount of women and we're done. We need to also make sure they stay and that they have room to grow. What do you think is needed to do that? I think it's it's a matter of, of doing both. So so we should hire more women mm-hmm. uh, in in positions to make sure that there is a there is a firm basis. But also we should make uh, make sure that there is a culture in which, of course, women are happy to stay within within KPMG. I think it is in the in the small things. Eh? So yeah. this, the, well, the things that we talked about, but also a, a lot of other smaller things that we need to change in our culture to make sure that women also feel comfortable and also that they can actually develop themselves in the right way, mm-hmm. uh, that there is room for uh, for a career and also uh, raising kids and taking care of them. I think I was in a diversity, diversity course, well, maybe it was eight years ago, where we already looked at, at the screen and saw that um, there is a drop in, in women. Uh, so from yeah. a consultant perspective and senior consultant, it's going mm-hmm. quite okay. But then from a manager and senior manager perspective, it, there's yeah. a huge drop. And we're, we're still looking at these numbers and, and yeah. maybe they're a little bit better. And um, I think they're they're much better than, than eight years ago. But still, the drop is there. And right. we should make sure that, that we investigate what kind of things make that, that, that in the end around senior consultant, manager, 
but also manager, senior manager, uh, women in KPMG think, okay, this is not this is not uh, the organization for me, mm-hmm. and I will look for something else. Yeah. And I, of course, I don't have the the silver bullet for that, eh? and I, and that's why I think it's it's in a lot of different things. But it's also not that as easy as saying, okay, uh, let's hire uh, well twenty percent uh, women this year and then next year and then. Because that we don't solve the, the actual problem that, that lies beneath this in the no. end. Yeah, as a manager, I've been at the crossroad. Do I uh, stay or do I go? And the thing that I've run into is who looks like me here? I'm an expat who is still kind of struggling with her Dutch. Um, and I don't see anyone above me that looks like me. Female technology background expat. And I think this is a really big gap that we need to figure out. And also, okay... Once you reach that level, you have to figure out what type of manager you are. And there are some predefined boxes and there's very little space to play. Um, what do you do with people that don't fit the boxes? So far, quite a few of them leave because we don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't fit the box, but what can you do? What can we grow you into? Who can you become? There needs to be that, um, that conversation and we don't always ask for them directly. Communication styles sometimes differ between the people who make the decisions at the top and the people who are trying to reach the top. Okay, and in what way do you think that communication style is different? Because, uh, of course, I'm interested in this, being mm-hmm. also responsible for HR within technology. <laughs> oh, I walked into a trap. And I'm going to make here a very big generalization. Um, women in general uh, like to let their work speak for them. Men in general, again, big generalization, uh, like to talk about their work. And I believe that the people making the decisions also talk about their work and they expect others to do the same. And when you don't, you're not seen. Who would know what you did if you didn't walk into their room and said, hey, I did this and this. But a lot of women find that uncomfortable. I did it. Why don't you see I did it? Mm-hmm. I did it well. Yeah. It sort of speaks for itself. And this is one of the, the biggest challenges. How do men evaluate women when they differ in communication styles, in backgrounds, in the way they see the world? And how do you think we can change that? So shall we send all the um, male uh, development managers on a course? Or uh, what kind of thing can we do to actually make to, well, to change this? It's going to be a very slow change because it's difficult to... To change yourself and so what we need to to try and find is a balance between the different personalities that are development managers between the different personalities that are at the top even if it means hiring horizontally for instance we don't have female partners that have grown from an intern or from a junior at the moment in technology and that's telling We need to figure out, okay, why is that? Why do we lose them? An exit interview gives you something, but then again, they're just now leaving. Talk to them before they leave. Mm -hmm. Talk to the managers on a general basis. Hey, it's Tuesday. How about I call my favorite manager from the team I haven't worked with at all? Just call them and ask, hey, how's it going? What do you need? What are you running into? And this is a little bit of what we were trying to do with the mentoring program, Marika and I, to, to, to see how can we connect people that normally don't talk to each other and how can we get them to learn from each other. Talking about this mentoring program, um, can you uh, well, well tell me in, in, in two or three sentences what it is about? 
Ja, så det mentoring program, well, funny story, quite a long one, but it started at a summer barbecue a couple of years ago when I sort of introduced myself to Stephanie and Caroline on a dare. We talked about how can we foster leadership mentoring uh, for women within KPMG. If you have a, ambitious and driven women, how would you keep them? How would you make sure that they stay and grow? And Caroline had the great idea of getting some women from technology to talk to each other, basically just to get to know uh, each other and ask, hey, what do you need? And the question came back with a very firm answer. We need mentors. We need people to talk to. The DM role is more for my career within my team, but I have questions that are Mm -hmm. KPMG yeah. experience wise, and I don't want to ask my DM. So that's how we started the program. Unfortunately, we started it right before the pandemic hit. And so we hadn't been able to do as many sessions and uh, in-person events as we wanted to, because another big part of the program, the, the second pillar is the community. We wanted to build a community where we had senior leadership from technology talking to senior consultants and managers in technology yeah. um, that they wouldn't normally talk to and figure out, okay, as a community, what are our problems and how do we want to solve them? Yeah, that's the conversation that you talked uh, talked about just now. Eh? So the mm -hmm. just reaching out to, yeah. to senior consultants and managers yeah. and, and knowing yeah. what's, uh, what's on their mind. Yeah. Yeah, and so we did one event where we discussed career paths and what is possible. We started with... A really cool Q&A with Stephanie and uh, Carolina Terfor. It went really well. Then we broke up into groups and just talked for 45 minutes. Uh, the summaries were quite impressive. People don't have unique problems. They repeat and mm -hmm. we can solve them together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what uh, until now uh, do you do you feel that the, um, the mentoring program brought us? I'm not sure if that's a difficult question, but... Um, We have some numbers. Um, we issue surveys regularly to measure, but uh, we were able to pair about 26 uh, mentees and mentors in the pilot. We just expanded it to all of uh, female colleagues in technology and are in the stage of uh, pairing the new people. So it's brought us connections between people on, hey, what do I do? Some people got promoted after joining the program. Some people uh, decided to leave, which happens. Mm -hmm. Some people changed direction for their career. And we believe that this happens partially because they talked. Yeah, okay. And um, so there, there are also, and, and of course, I, I saw that feedback as well. Eh? So there are people who say, well, we shouldn't do mentoring program just for women. Uh, because uh, men also need mentors and uh, maybe uh, men uh, need mentors uh, even more. Huh? No, of course. Uh, so, well, what do you feel about that? Uh, well, I'm not sure if, you, if I could say criticism, but uh, at least feedback around this. Yeah, feedback. There's two sides to every story. The reason why we chose for female only was because we were really concerned about not having role models around us. We wanted to solve that problem. And we wanted to help our, our colleagues. And so the focus was really needed. With the community around the program, we thought, okay, we can open up our events so that the conversation happens on both, uh, on both sides. We also responded a couple of times with, this is our program. We started it. If you feel like you need mentors, mm -hmm. please yeah. feel free to start a program. We'll help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, if we cannot yeah, be everything for everyone. Um, we do hope that um, some lessons learned can be used from our program and then everybody can start something. It's not that difficult. No. 
And in, in my opinion, uh, so I, I also think it, it is really the question, uh, who's the mentor and who's the mentee? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I also heard uh, stories about that, uh, the, the mentors and the mentees. And I think in, in some cases it is really uh, like a two-way, uh, uh, yeah. uh, well, mentee-mentor situation. We really hope so, And yeah. that is what, what, what we, of course, really aim for. Eh? So it, mm-hmm. and, and, and just to be... Uh, clear here, but there are also um, mentors that yeah. are that are men in this in this program. So they, I think it's good that they get the feedback from 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 well some of the, some of the things that we talked about mm-hmm. just now. Yeah. So in in, the, in that uh, perspective, I think it's really good that there are men and women in the in the mentor program. And let's see where it goes. We've come to the end of this podcast episode. I enjoyed uh, talking to you, Coos. Yeah, uh, this too. was definitely yeah. fun. Uh, let's do it again. Um, if you want to know more or if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. And feel free to check out the other episodes where colleagues talk about topics such as the role of the frontrunner or the added value of an inclusive team. Thank you for listening. Thank you.